it really is the messaging, speaking to your ideal client and making sure that they really have a good, good sense of who you are. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul, or the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about somewhat of a controversial subject, and that is do you get political or share your beliefs or personal personal controversial as a spokesman for your business? And um, I think we all have different perspectives on this, so let's just start. What do you think, Crystal? I think it's a fine line. And I think that there's a big difference between being professional and espousing your beliefs. And I think that it is possible to do both at the same time. I think that it's possible for you to say what you believe and to take a stand on an issue without disparaging the other side. And I also think that if you don't take a stand or don't make state a statement or don't come out in stance for things these days, your silence is open to interpretation. And that can be a really dangerous thing. Wendy? Well, I, hmm. so <laughs> this is, I mean, this is really a hard conversation or hard topic to talk about there for a very long time i would never ever have thought about discussing anything publicly now of course i started in you know the hospitality industry a very long time ago and we didn't have social media and things of that nature so i mean i think there's there's a couple different ways to look at it one is i will like i will come out and say that i am anti-racist I will make yes. a statement that Rebel on the Go is anti-racist. And that means calling out and being not just against racism, but anti-racism. And I'm very comfortable saying that. And I don't think that there's any moral or any kind of dilemma at all about you know my stance there. Things like talking about politics or things of that nature, 
for a long time, I never would have done that. But I think that as my brand aligns with me personally, and I realize that my ideal clients to align with my brand, that it is okay for me to speak more openly. And I mean, I completely agree with Crystal that in whatever I say, it's done in a very, you know, it's, it's respectful. I mean, we're human beings. And the fact that the, the temperature has gotten so incredibly hot, you know, I guess that may just be another, that's probably another story <laughs> for another time. Well, yeah. And I think that, I mean, just for those who are listening at the time of this recording, it's October 24th. So we're just a little over a week away from the election. So <laughs> this topic is really hot and heavy right now. And it really has been for the last year. And I think that it's interesting that like, it's a no brainer for Wendy to say, she'll say she's anti-racist, but for a lot of agents or people, just even on their personal feeds, they will say, I'm not racist, but I'm not going to come out as anti-racist. Like what, where do you think What's the difference there? I mean, what? Well, I, I think that it's gotten to the point where if you don't make it, it I, as you said, silence mm -hmm. leaves you open to interpretation. And I want to make my stance clear that when it comes to inclusion and diversity, I, that is what I stand for. Um, and what does that mean? That means that if there's a client who feels uncomfortable with me making an anti-racist statement in my Facebook group, then, or, you know, or doesn't want to work with me because of something I have said, I am actually, that's fine. <laughs> I'm more than happy about that. And I will gladly not work with people who do, do not, if you don't align with certain values, I, I, I have a hard time, I probably a hard time sleeping at night. Well, in this, so this particular issue was really hard for me. And so the anti-racist initiative came out, um, it's been out for a really long time, but it finally caught some traction around the black lives matter movement after George Floyd died. Right. And this was a super turbulent time because of a lot of things outside of the fact that this was another horrific murder of a black man at the hands of police. It also was right at the pinnacle of the ma most major impactful shutdown of the travel industry and the most major impactful shutdown of our economy. People were at the height of their quarantine days right then. So this was hotly debated on social media, right? And this I really struggled with. And when I, when I drafted the statement that we put out for Kinship Vacations, I remember being really shaky with it. And because there is a hard statement there and when you ask why people may not step out, I think it's really hard for me as a white woman sometimes to speak up in this matter mm -hmm. and wondering when is it my place? Where is it my place? 
whose voice am I taking away from in this matter? I'm also the daughter of a cop. And mm -hmm. so that brings into another alignment of other issues. And I'm, and my mother is a woman of color. And so it, that brings it into another mixed baggage of issues that are along with this. And I think at the end of the day, what you have to recognize is that there is no such thing as a totally black and white thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that it was very easy to say I'm anti-racist in that moment. And, but there are so many nuances to all of these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think by being comfortable with uncomfortable conversations and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable to our audiences in a genuine way, when you could do it in a genuine way is a really powerful statement. Mm -hmm. And at building a rapport with your clientele, at building that know, like, and trust and building an authentic brand which I think is really important. Yeah, and I mean, it goes along with what we talk about in past and probably future podcasts and, and also in our membership about this idea. It's, it's all about connecting with your ideal client. And if that connection isn't you know, genuine, then it's not real. And rather than depending on being a salesman of products where you're sort of neutral and just pushing products, we're advocating that you sell based on who you are and how you can connect and serve with your ideal client. And, and we're not saying that you need to get out there and say, I'm voting for so-and-so, or I believe in this particular political matter. It's a matter of not being afraid of voicing your values. And really that's what it comes down to is values because I think most of us can agree, regardless of political party, values are sort of well, and if, well, if we can ambiguous and not really. Well, the thing is, yeah. is that I think if, if we could learn to espouse our values, we would find that we have more in common than not. And two, um, how do you espouse your values? Aside from just issuing a value statement, which I think is very important, you espouse your values by telling your stories mm -hmm. and by telling, working with suppliers that align with your values. Well, there's that too, but I think that you know when you want your clients to see mm -hmm. themselves in your story, if your clients can see themselves in your stories, they will find that they align their values align with yours. And if they can do that by watching your social media feeds and see you, you know, take stance on issues and explain why you take that stance mm -hmm. and not let your silence be open for interpretation. And even if you are having struggles with some of the issues that are out there, and it's not just Black Lives Matter, this is issues with sustainability, with um, right. environmental, oh, right. and, and just traveling right now. Yeah. Yeah. Travel shaming right now. Should you travel during COVID? Is that a racist Sending issue? Your kids to school or not? Is there a, um, you know, having, you know, sending clients to countries that who, that do have issues with the, um, LBGTQ community, mm -hmm. um, women's rights issues around the world, um, responsible tourism, does your tour, I does your, your issue, <laughs> does your economy, does your economic dollar go back to the country that it's supposed to? 
And it's okay to actually not have all the answers to those questions, but I do think they are important conversations that we should start to have. And if you can be vulnerable enough to put yourself out there and even say, I'm not even really sure how I feel about this because there are pluses and minuses to certain issues, then I think that's worth having that conversation too, because likely your clients are struggling with the same yeah. issue. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it depends on how well you know your clients. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, ideally, if you have an ideal client, you have an idea, you, you have a good idea of how, um, what's the right word? I was going to say insimpatico, you know, yeah. I like that word, yeah, mm -hmm. um, with each other. But, you know, and, and the one thing that does come to mind is, for a lot of business owners and, you know, travel advisors say it's none of anyone's darn business. And, you know, I find that it's, it's interesting. And I know like if I walk into a restaurant in all likelihood, I, I know nothing about the owner. I know nothing about the chef. I, I, well, in most cases, um, I know nothing about, but I'm purchasing a product that is food and unless that they do something that I consider to be rude or disrespectful or whatever or post something I don't really know that's not why I go to a restaurant so unlike say going to a restaurant where you're purchasing food you're purchasing a product you're you're you know and, and really the, the the end result is did I like my meal with a travel advisor you're selling a commodity travel, but the people are coming to you for your own person. It's, it's about you. And it's a personal relationship. Exactly. It's a personal relationship exactly. between a traveler and a travel advisor. Exactly. It's not the days of being a booking agent no. where we don't talk to each other anymore. A travel advisor takes the time to get to know their clients. Um, they should well, anyway, yeah. take the time to get to know their clients and know their families and know what makes them comfortable. And it becomes important. You're right. At the end of the day, who I vote for in most election cycles probably is nobody else's business. But the values of which I stand for and um, how I make decisions regarding my company absolutely are. And th that's when issues like anti-racism um, mm -hmm. so does my marketing reflect people of color? It's really low hanging fruit guys, but too much and too often when I look mm -hmm. at other travel advisors, websites, it's all white people. It's all white mm -hmm. people. There's no, there's a severe lack of representation and there's a severe lack of representation, um, in marketing materials from suppliers. Mm -hmm. And we are the ones that should be demanding that change. Right. And so, um, that has a direct that has direct influence on our clientele. Um, so maybe it's not even so much always political beliefs, but my values about how I feel about LBGTQ. Um, and if I'm just even can acknowledge that they might experience issues in certain places in certain countries and are cognizant of that for my clients yeah. to advocate for my clients, that is my responsibility to make them aware of that. And same thing with women's rights issues and things that women need to be more cognizant of when they travel than not 
uh, what biracial couples might experience when they travel to certain European countries. Oh, you mean parts of the U.S. too? Oh, well, that too. <laughs> yeah. And all over. And to be able to prep them for those conversations, that is the adv travel advisor's job and responsibility. Yep. So it is, it, it does matter. It well, is, it is and I, others' business. Yeah. And I think you need to look at this, like, do you want to be in this business for the long term or do you want to just like have fun with it for a couple of years and peter out? Because if you want to be in it for the long term, you're going to want to work with people that you enjoy working with. Mm -hmm. And that, that question serves two purposes. Do I want to work with people I want to work with so that I continue to like waking up every day and going to work for 10 years or more? And also, <clears throat> if I keep attracting clients that don't seem to appreciate me and, you know, say they asked me to go on a trip to like Dubai and I have a problem with their human rights record and so by the time they get to me, they haven't, that hasn't been clear to them that I don't really like to work on trips that are to countries with questionable human rights records. You know, I have to have that uncomfortable conversation with them. If I'm constantly doing that with prospects, that's a bump in the road. But also if I disingenuously send them to a place I'm not comfortable sending them to, nobody's going to have a good experience and that's not going to result in referrals or continued businesses. So really you always have to have a long-term mindset. Mm -hmm. How is this going to impact me in the future, the way I'm acting right now? Well, yeah. And I think <clears throat> that's, and actually that's a great point that, and it, it actually, it works regardless of, whether, you know, whether environment or sustainability or human rights or whatever, it, if you have those, I guess, hot buttons, or those are things that are important to you, then you want to make those things visibly known. You mm -hmm. want that as part of your messaging. Mm -hmm. And actually, honestly, those things make really good niches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for a lot of people, that is a direction, a lot of travelers, that is very much a, di a direction that they're going in. And um, so it's just making, I think it really is the messaging, speaking to your ideal client and making sure that they really have a good, good sense of who you are. Yeah. And again, you can do all of that in a professional way. I think that you can do it without, you know dropping the F-bomb and, you know, disparaging <laughs> oh, other things and other people or ripping other people on social media, because then you're just another troll amongst the army of trolls out there. So I think, and I think that um, your ideal client even wouldn't respond well to that kind of, even if, even if they shared your values and like, I agree with you, but you're being a real jerk. Like that's, that's not, that's going to bring you out of alignment. So I think that there's a way to be professional and share what you believe and bring yourself into alignment with all of these ideals. You, it's not an either or, it's a both and conversation. Yeah, and it, I mean, it saves you a lot of time too. If, if your marketing and messaging is clear that this is what you stand for, you don't have to waste time like having an initial consult with somebody who's clearly not gonna work with you or worse, planning them a trip for like 10, 12 hours and then just like, 
leaving without having you getting any compensation for it. Well, it also blends into the law of attraction too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you put out those vibes and you will get those vibes in return. Oh, exactly. And I mean, let's be honest, if Nike can afford to be political, so can you. And well, if, in, well, and I mean, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, so Nike has made very um, financial choices about who their markets are. And it's interesting to follow yeah. companies like Nike and see what they're doing because they're doing it for, you know, let's face it, they're doing it for financial reasons. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess that's the jaded in me says that. Um, but, um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but it's, in, it is very interesting <laughs> to follow, you know, that for example, Nike feels very strongly that black lives matter. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting to watch how many companies are finally coming out to say that this year and whether it's for a financial reason or not mm -hmm. at this point. And I don't um, mean to be as jaded as that sounds. Well, you know, I could even but, take a, a more um, neutral approach. Athleta is a is a B, B is, a, is a B Corp, and <clears throat> that makes me feel good mm -hmm. shopping at Athleta. Oh, if you can yeah. feel good spending ninety eight dollars on things, <laughs> that was another thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. The next generation of consumers, or the current generation mm -hmm. millennials, uh, survey after survey shows that they will only buy from companies that they're aligned with their values. Like this, yes. the biggest yes. buying power group of people now is the millennial generation. And that's going to continue to go until some other generation surpasses them. <laughs> yeah. So we do need to keep that in mind. Like don't. It's financially opportunistic for you too to yeah. be and, and frankly, in alignment. That's the only reasoning that people will accept. Like sometimes the only thing that will move a needle in a company to make a decision about a controversial subject is how it will impact their bottom line. So if that's all that speaks to you, consider that. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, a lot of people are afraid to make movements really far in any direction, political or not, because they're afraid to move past that generalist point mm. too. Oh. And I think that that's, that's a whole other, and that's a yeah. whole different, and that's, sure. that's a whole other can of worms. Right. But this, this still does lend itself to that point. And it really goes down to, um, in marketing and in branding, especially branding, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You need to be vulnerable. You need to be vulnerable. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You need to be willing to make mistakes. And here's the other thing, you guys, you're probably going to say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. And mm -hmm. it's okay to even put that disclaimer out there. We did. We're mm -hmm. probably going to make missteps. We're probably going to say the wrong thing, but we are committed to keep moving the, these causes and these initiatives forward to the best we can. And we will continue to keep learning and growing along the way. And when we make mistakes, we will own up to them and do better the next mm -hmm. time because that's because yeah. we are all human beings and it is all we can ask for mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But if we don't, if, because if, if everybody doesn't start taking up some of these causes, no real change is going to be enacted. And um, you will get, I like Ashley's point too. You will get left in the dust a little bit because the millennial mm -hmm. Ben, mm -hmm. 
the millennial buying power is very strong. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I mean, and I, I don't, I, ne- I never shortchanged the Gen Xers, but, <laughs> but no, nor but, should you exactly. But I just, I, I just feel, and also, I mean, I look at my business. It's a reflection on who I am. You know, I, I believe very strongly in my purpose and, and I think with a lot of, of travel advisors, you know, I think a lot of us are in the same boat. This is, a, you know, a second career. This is something we're looking to do to take us, you know, down the road and maybe even into semi-retirement kind of thing. And it becomes, you know, I, I've done the, the corporate, the corporate world where you, you know, you give, you give for someone else's values and you give regardless of how you feel. And those days are gone. And for me to get up in the morning and get out of bed, I have to truly believe in what it is that I'm doing. And, you know, in, in the world of social media and the age of, you know, it's important to me that I live, but I live for the purpose that I've set. Mm-hmm. And part of that purpose very much includes my values and what I believe in. Um, and I believe, I think, you know, as, as you said, I respectfully convey them. And if someone doesn't want, doesn't align with my values, then we just aren't a good match. And that's fine. And bless and release. (laughs) Exactly. 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 And, you know, I know that when it came to this, this, um, this spring, yeah, the spring, late spring, early summer, it, I had to actually, it took me a little time before I made a statement because I wasn't sure what to say. You know, I am, you know, a midlife white woman of privilege. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I understood. So what I did was I shut up and I listened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, and, and I will, I continue to do that. Well, and that's just it. It's continuing to listen, to learn, mm-hmm. to um, educate ourselves via reading books and diversity education, mm-hmm. attending um, so many panel yes. discussions on different issues and different topics. And just again, having a growth mindset and mm-hmm. knowing and having the hubris to say, I don't know what exactly. I don't know. Right. And uh, being comfortable with being called out mm-hmm. when I, when I make a mistake. Yeah. yeah. And admitting that you have biases and prejudices because we all do. Well, implicit <clears throat> bias, whether we like it or not exists. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't, that just means that you may not realize that you have certain biases. Mm -hmm. It's, it is human nature and it's not the, and then I think in a lot of cases when they talk about, and this is purely my opinion, but when they talk about a lot of the systemic racism, Mm -hmm. um, what they're actually referring to is that there is implicit bias in what we do. And until we, look at it and and realize and say, hmm, you know, I I have this bias Mm -hmm. and I need to address it, then 
our responses are you know then our responses are based on these biases mm -hmm. so yeah that's and that is that's a huge thing and if you think about it there's so much implicit bias when we travel yes you know whether you're sending customer you're sending clients to you know whether it's to mexico or the caribbean or parts of the us or europe actually wherever to asia mm -hmm. there are a whole, you know, a litany of implicit biases that um someone exists yeah well because so much of what we are what makes up our influence and what makes up what we know mm -hmm. is what we are exposed to yeah here at home and um and the reverse being true too i lived in germany for several years and a lot of people had a lot of questions to me about Flava Flav because <laughs> I was an American. I must know who that is. And I had no clue who that was <laughs> until I moved to Germany. I mean, and that's because this is what, this yeah. is how, this is human nature. This is how things are made up and how things work. That's so crazy. <laughs> it, was the weirdest, it was the weirdest question I could ever get. I think that, um, we, you know, we'd be curious what your thoughts are on this. So please contact us however you want on our Facebook group to our travel agent training and mentorship. Send us an email. Hello at kinshiptravelacademy.com. However you want to contact us, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this because we do know that this is controversial and we really want to continue this dialogue. But it really lends nicely into the topic we want to talk about on another episode, which is, can you turn clients away or how do you turn clients away? Can you, can you afford to do, to yeah. be political? Yeah. And especially in this time when <laughs> nobody's making money in the travel world or very few people are making money in the travel world. Yeah. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and um, can tune in for that one. And as like I, like I said, Tell us what your thoughts are. Thank you. And until next time, have a great day. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.